Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host, Daniel. And Daniel. Oh, Daniel, my voice is not being happy with me right now. Oh, no, but we're just going to trudge through, get these done, and this way you can rest for a week and we don't have to record That's right. next week. That's right. So if you listen to our previous episode that came up right before this, we are doing um, our full coverage of Gamma, the trade show. Um, I, If you haven't listened to the, old, to the previous episode yet... A quick recap: uh, We've talked about the premier presentations that we went to, and the first half of our yet. half of our uh, trade show so far. This episode, we're going to go into the exhibit hall. What what else we saw? Also, stuff it. for the podcast as and, well. That we stuff did. for the podcast. But if you haven't listened to the previous episode, you know that my voice was completely shot from the convention, <laughs> yeah. and I'm still having remnants. Also, of we that. need to talk about our road trip back from the. That's right. That's right. So, if you're wondering why my voice is a little shot, that's. Yeah, it's explained in the first episode, so you got to go listen to it. That's right. That's right. But let's jump right into it. Um, Let's talk about... uh, Let's go back to Tuesday, because uh, we also did some other stuff other than the premiere presentations. We went to the Media First Look room. Actually, that was Monday. Looked at some stuff. Right. And so that room, they had a suite that they checked out. had a number of tables. That That was actually the first time we talked with Kirk Covert. That's right. And so we got a chance to look at some of the some of the new things that they're showing off a little bit. Uh, yeah. The first day we only we were only there for like what five minutes maybe. Yeah. Wasn't then the that second long. day we were able to spend some time with some of the publishers. That was and the, check out uh, some cool stuff. the blind dating uh, thing. Yeah, it was like uh, it was it was, it was interesting like how they did it. They, yeah. They would give you five minutes. You six six minutes. As a publisher, or as a publisher, um, you you have a table set in stone, so and then the media moves around and yeah. So it's, it's basically like a speed dating uh, thing, where you had six minutes in total, three minutes for the publisher, three minutes for the media, and then you move tables. That's right, exactly. So it's interesting. Um, but we could just jump straight into that because that was really the main day. <laughs> the first day we got to say hi to Kirk Covert. Yeah. Um, he was showing off the spill. And, no, uh, boop. And, he, and boop. Boop. And he showed us. He showed us boop. Which honestly is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I say this, long-time listeners of the podcast know how little I care about cats. Um, I'm not a fan of cat-themed games, but my, because my argument is always the same thing. Can it be just as good of a game without cats in it? Or is the only reason it's selling because there's cats on, on the cover? Yeah. And this, the whole premise of it is that you have a bed. And it's gridded off, and I think he's going to actually have a fabric. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have a, a, a like a fabric a quilt thing that you put on top right, of the back of the, the box, mm-hmm. and then the side of the box looks like yeah, uh, it looks like the bed coverings. Yeah, and so the idea is that you you place one of your kittens out, mm-hmm. and that immediately jumps every adjacent kitten one space away, or off the bed, or off the bed if the if you're on the edge, and you're trying to line up three in a row, mm-hmm. which, you know, if there's two or more in the same spot, you can't push them. So they kind of get stuck. So you're, the only way you can move them is by introducing new cats, which mm-hmm. triggers everything else to jump away. Yeah. And then when you get three baby or kittens, kittens in a row, then you get an adult cat, which doesn't get scared by anything. Yeah. Well, and, it, no, it can get scared by other adult cats. Kittens right. can't scare adult cats. Right, exactly. And then once you have three uh, adult cats on the bed, mm-hmm. then you've won. Uh, it's from the same Not designer. On the bed, in a row. In a row, yeah. It's from the same designer as Shobu, which, honestly, I loved Shobu. I like the theme better in Shobu more myself, which there is none. <laughs> but, I mean, I get why it's cats, 
and the mechanisms do actually make sense. It's really funny. Because he even described it as like you're trying to herd cats on a bed. Yeah, yeah, it's literally like trying to herd cats. And like, and like that, it's like, darn it, that makes a lot of sense. And honestly, because Kurt Covert, anything that they publish mm-hmm. uh, at Smirk and Dagger, I fully, fully agree with like giving a shot, if, if nothing else. Like they, they've done so many consistently good games that anything I'm willing to try once for yeah. sure. And they're one of the few publishers I'd willingly go into and try a cat game. Also, um, that was our, the, in the media look in right. the uh, speed dating round, we first started with Castle Panic, uh, the Fireside Games in their Castle Panic game. Yeah. Then the second edition looks gorgeous. Yes. It looks Brand new really, art. really good. Brand new art, absolutely stunning looking. Um, their second edition uses the art from their deluxe version that yep. they just did the Kickstarter for. Um, the new expansion uh, does something that is phenomenal. Yeah, it introduces it, um, scenarios. Yeah, which makes it uh, much more intriguing. So you don't necessarily yeah. have to run out the bag. It's based on what scenario you're playing and That's stuff right. like that. So the monsters are going to keep coming through, but you have to do a mid-game scenario and then an end-game scenario in mm-hmm. order to win. That's immediately 12 different variables that you can play with. and More than 12, but that's 12 options that you that you switch around. It's so cool looking. Honestly, Justin DeWitt and Anne-Marie, like they, they know their stuff. And every expansion they've always kind of used to have like a little bit of good and a little bit of bad. <coughs> and I don't mean like bad as yeah, like, yeah, like more harder like to deal with, but then yeah. better ways to deal with it. Um, and so it always works. But it this one kind of flips the whole system on your head yeah. and makes it it was already really replayable. This like makes it almost infinitely. So I do also have to say that board is amazing. Yeah, you can tell yes. the difference. They put symbols out there to help you out as well. So yep. they've made it very, very colorblind friendly. So it's phenomenal. You can actually tell the red side to the yep. green side, the blue side to the was it the yellow side? There's like four colors right there. No, there's three, There's three, red, yeah. green, and blue. Yeah. So, yeah, everything is different. The artwork is amazing. The um, the way the castle looks now is pretty cool. Yeah. So, I, I'm intrigued by it. I, I only own Star Trek Panic, but I am going to pick me up a copy of the second edition. Uh, the only reason I didn't have the original Castle Panic is because I had a hard time seeing the, the red and green right. board. And now I, you don't have an excuse. Yeah, I don't have... Yeah, no. I'm in, I liked it. I'm intrigued by it. I've always liked the game, but it's another thing, that one of those things that I don't need to own it, you know what I mean? Because right. everybody else in my <laughs> group have it. But, yeah, no, I'll have, like, the regular second edition, you know, the easy-to-set-up one while you guys all have the plastic stuff. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's fair. I, I, actually, I don't have the plastic one. I'm going to get the wood one. Oh, you're going to get the wood one? Yeah, okay. I'm going to get that. But everything except for the monster pieces, that's all wood, is the monsters. Everything else is the plastic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, it uh, looks really good. They're really good people. Um, next up, we saw... I forget gap gap closer games. Uh, they no, had... it wasn't gap closer. The next one that we saw, well, it was gap closers. The one that was next. There's the one with Illuderati, and that was our second game that we talked to. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm getting them mixed up. Yeah, because we didn't go upstairs till after that one. Right, but, but we saw Flux Remix. Oh yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Looney uh, Looney Labs Looney Flux Labs. Remix. Chris but... Looney, awesome person. You've never met her before. Yeah. I have. She's always amazing. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Flux looks really good. The remix, yep. it's more chaotic, so you have like your sun and your moon stuff. Yep. Uh, Fully yeah. compatible. It's an expand mm-hmm. alone. So if you're if you've played the mess out of Flux and you're like, you know what, it's just not 
Now that this is a fully compatible with the base set. It's not just like one that you would throw into like any random one. This is to add all sorts of new stuff. And they have Fluxambo, which is a new add-on pack. A pack, yeah. Adds like rock, paper, scissors into, has goals and keepers. Um, also, they have uh, Olympus Olu- Flux as well as Olympus Lunacy. So That's they're right. just kind of showing us that as well. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that was pretty much it for the first Yeah, they were the also doing floor. some kind of bracket thing with... Um, with the Olympus characters, yeah, 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 yeah. They're gonna, they're talking about like doing like a tournament or something like that yeah, for it, which is pretty fun. Um, um, one thing that I thought was really neat about the Lunacy and the Olympus Flux is that they have both the Greek and the Roman, Roman, yeah, names for it. So Zeus and uh, Jupiter, are, Jupiter, and so they had the same pictures, so you know it's the matching one. Mm-hmm. But then it, it, you know, it teaches you which one is Roman and which one's that Greek. I thought that was really a cool variation to it no yeah i I like that um we went upstairs next and that's when we Mm -hmm. talked to gap closer games right and there they had rival restaurant which we've played before we we were intrigued by it it's it's a good game it's not something i have to own right a friend of ours has it yeah yeah and it's fun to play it's a shouting game really is what it is because you're trying to buy stuff because um, you're rival restaurants in a- aspect, so you're trying to compete for food, you're to build your stuff and prevent garbage, so you're throwing garbage at people too. Right. And so you're you're also like bidding with each other. Hey, uh, I'll give you this if you. I'll take some of your trash where I can get rid of it if you give me this item or something like that. Right. And so you can like be mean or be nice, work with each other. Uh, of course, most points at the end of the game, or the first person to hit like twenty wins. Like uh, that, yeah. But then they had a new interesting uh, word game coming Illiterati, out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you it's, probably remember more about it than I do, but I just remember I was quite intrigued by it. Yeah, it was different. It was a cooperative word building game where the their components, I mean, there were letter tiles, which mm-hmm. isn't that exciting. But what sets them apart from other word games is that um, those those tiles are suited. So like some were gray, some were, or some were green, some were red, you know, and you have to build certain words like of certain lengths or have certain colors like in order for it to score it might have have to have like three blue letters or whatever Mm -hmm. and so you're actively trading these tiles while trying to build these words and if you go out then you can help your your colleagues as well Mm -hmm. and so you're all working together to do it so that was kind of a cool little fast paced thing um looks chaotic uh the pieces are pretty decent tiles you know but other than that i mean i don't know I don't know if it does enough different that I would be that yeah, excited yeah. of it, but I did like the guy who presented it. He, they were all really great people there. And then um, I think it's either still on Kickstarter or it just finished Kickstarter. Right. Uh, so go check it out if you can. This is March 22nd again. Uh-huh. Uh, so if it's still on, you're, you're watching us live and you're, that sounds intriguing to you, go ahead and check it out. Right. Um, the next one on our list that we actually spent a lot of time um, with. Uh, actually, no, they were after we spoke with Keith Mateka. Yeah, let, let's rewind back to before Keith Mateka. So was it was were they before Sherlock? Is the one I'm talking about because we saw the 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 game that was based off of the Sherlock the BBC series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We no, yeah. Uh, we talked to Portal Games. Yes, yeah, and so they're making uh based on their detective series, a okay. game. It's not. On... It isn't Sherlock though. You're thinking of Lucky Duck. Lucky, Lucky Duck, Duck is. Lucky the Portal game is Portal did Batman, Batman. Everybody Lies. Yeah, You're right. I got those mixed up. You're absolutely right. I mean, I'm excited about Sherlock as well. But yeah. <clears throat> Everybody Lies is the Batman one, and it's all deduction 
from him. And that's based off of the detective series. Mm -hmm. But it's not app dependent. Like, like the detectives originally yeah, yeah, yeah. had their own system through the website. This is not necessarily needing that, but it's it's focused on Batman's detective side versus mm -hmm. his crime fighting pal. I know you still kind of need the computer a little bit. You do. You do. I believe so. Yeah. So, um, because there, it's uh, luckily enough with the detective, it's all on one site now. So you just pick which one you need, and right. you'll, you'll type in stuff, but it's more along the lines like, okay, what'd you find? Do this, mm -hmm. do that. Did this work? Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, looked really good. I'm intrigued by it. I like the detective series. I need to finish our, the one we have up there. We've only done the first or first and second scenario. We still right. got to do a couple more. Mm -hmm. Um, you're going to show a picture off. Sorry for our audio no, listeners. No, I, this is just as a reminder because they were also doing, uh, wow, also today there's another Kickstarter for a game called um, Lost Ones. Which, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. from the same company that brought Rival Restaurants, I believe. At least they were standing next to them. Um, so forgive me if it's not, but uh, The Lost Ones looks really intriguing. It's a It's an adventure game. That you unlocked stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, that cars. was from the media look the, room. Yeah, they described it as um, it is essentially like a mini version of Seven Wonders. Like they didn't make – or not Seven Wonders. Um, What is that called? Seven something. Seventh Continent? Seventh Continent. That's it. Yeah, it's like a mini version of Seventh Continent. The Seventh Continent is like a hundred something yeah, bucks. Yeah, it's, it's a really well, they, they, game. they just made a, a smaller right. version of it. Lost Ones is kind of like your like a more compact style game. Gotcha. It's not based off of the same universe or anything, but it's just a cool idea. It's and it looked really intriguing. The art was gorgeous, and that one's going to Kickstarter today. All right, so coming. after Portal Games, we couldn't get with Keith yet, so we had to right. go to the next table over with. We both fell in love with the game. In fact, we, we actually stayed there a couple, uh, by, by at least 12 minutes because they right. called a couple times. Because Floodgate Games Floodgate was showcasing game. Uh, a game out there, a little card game. He, he was saying like it's $20 MSRP or something yeah, like that. Yeah, called Kite. Kite. It's a real-time cooperative game. And I'm not a big fan of real-time, and I had a great time on this. Because right. all the, the game basis is you're keeping your kites in the sky. So you have six sand timers. Or seven sand timer, something like that, because there's yeah, six suits seven. in a seven a sand timer, and so you're trying to play cards to reset the sand timer. If one of the sand timers runs out before you run out the deck, you lose. And right. so you, if you play a single suit one, then you flip the the white sand timer. Yeah, or well, you can choose to do that as yeah. any one of the colors. Yeah, but if any one timer runs out, then you all lose as a group. So if you see orange going down, and I only have an orange and a red in mine. Yeah. And then when I play orange and red, I have to flip both of them. But yeah. hopefully red was also kind of kind down of, too. Kind of, yeah. And so it's just, it's a cool little spatial puzzle that you're like, yeah. okay, it's intense. You get like, ah. And the best part about it, on each of the cards, each of the colors has a symbol, symbol. on it. Different symbol. A different symbol. And those are on the bottoms of each of the sand timers. Timers. Or, or, Thank you. Yeah. So you can tell, okay, I'm playing this one. I can turn this one. Yes. It's Great Best artwork. Sobel. Best Sobel art. So, yep. oh, it's phenomenal. I really had a good time with it. I'm going to pick me up a copy of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it was great. I, and it, like I said, I'm buy it. it was my only, you only were supposed to have six minutes there. We kind of pitched ourselves. He pitched himself. He's like, hey, let me show you this. And then we just started playing it. Yeah. And oh, it, we lost. And then right. we're like, oh, that's fun. And then they called for like the next thing. And we're like, oh, man. We well, that was fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, all right, that's fine. 
Yeah, yeah it, we, we like it a lot. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and I've had issues with Floodgate games before. Sagrada, mm-hmm. I have a hard time seeing. This one, they, they fixed it. Uh, yeah. That stuff, they're like, they put the symbols on there. Afterwards, we talked to a friend of the podcast. That's right, Keith Pateka. Um, yeah, he, he was showing off his new game, uh, Ten Penny Parts, which, mm-hmm. first off, I love the theme. The components, super chunky, thick cardboard. The art on it, Vincent Dutre. Dutre, so good. Um, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead and fanboy. <laughs> so, it was really cool to see this one. It's oh, it's a worker placement game for top, uh, top it all off. I yes. love worker placement games. It does some really cool stuff with the worker placement stuff, as well as the... Because uh, you see, like, the polynomial games out there, yeah. the different shapes. This one does something intriguing about it. Your cardboard pieces cannot touch each other. They can be fine on diagonals, but if I build this uh, roller coaster here, I can't even put a concession stand next to it. So right. i got to be smart how I'm putting up there. You can get extenders. The worker placement parts, uh, there's one. The, the ones on the actual board can give you – they're all on the board, but I'll explain the, the trick to it. The, the one on the board – gives you anybody can go to them and one of them gives you like money the other one gives you an ability to take trees down off your personal park because you can't place anything on a tree and it's got like meeple trees that stand up on it and so you're doing all this another one is oh man there's like four spots on there but one but the big thing is there's a carousel in the middle of that board right. that rotates it rotates and adds or subtracts based uh, for certain parks so mm-hmm. i place a minus 2 and the park costs 7 then i only get it for 5 but those ones are the first person there gets it and so some yeah. parks are plus 2 so you have a minus 2 minus 1 a 0 plus uh, plus one minus two or plus two. Yeah. So it, some parks are going to be more expensive. Some parks are going to be cheaper. It looks really good. It's it's actually really stunning. And it comes in a box the size of Kate May right there. It's a like a almost like a pandemic box, but thicker. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty big. Yeah. It looks really cool. And then I believe only... that was the last um, that was the last presentation we were able to see. Yeah. Uh, during that media room. Um, but it does look really good. It uses the same idea that Blocus uses. Yeah. Um, which you can't touch your, the mm-hmm. same pieces together. But, yeah, it looked really good. And as we were leaving, we were going back yeah, down the stairs. A, there was a spiral staircase. Oh, God. And then I heard from behind me, you you complained about it. You are like, man, I hate these stairs. They're very narrow. Yeah. Uh, and next inside, thing I know, course, yeah. yeah. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, the next, next thing. Next thing you know, because uh, I – so preface this – I injured my ankle at work the week before, so right. I sprained it, and I'm work. I, I the one time I didn't decide to wear my ankle brace because I honestly I didn't think we were going to be doing stairs. We did an elevator all day, yeah. And so I'm like, I hate these stairs, and then I just biff it. I go about Ace not first. even not even half a flight. It was like towards Maybe the bottom stairs, of it. yeah, three yeah. or four stairs, and landed hard. Yeah, I look back and I just see you flat down, <laughs> arms out, legs in the air. Just- <laughs> Like like you belly flopped, you know, like, and everyone got a little worried. Yeah, uh, people people are like, uh, do you need a medical professional? I'm like, I am a medical professional. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. No, everyone was a little worried, but you know. Yeah, the... so everybody was worried, and so I'm like, I'm fine. We had to leave anyway, so I was like, I'm going upstairs. I'm going to put my ankle brace back on yep. because, and then my ankle was killing me the whole time. The rest of that, I was right. limping towards the end of the the thing. Right, and then it got like super stiff on the way back too. But it was 
I and funny because when we walked in Vegas, I bought the ankle brace. I'm like, oh, it's starting to bother just me because we've been on yeah. it. But yeah, just biffing it in front of everybody. At least it was on the bottom floor. So like Keith yep. Matek and everybody was upstairs. The only ones that we knew downstairs that I biffed it in front of was Anne Marie and Justin Dewey. Yep. And Anne Marie one of the sweetest person when we go into the exhibit hall she's checking on me and in fact this is wednesday yeah uh she's checking on me the entire time like i pass her are you still okay and i'm like yeah i'm great it's just my, the only thing that got bruised was my eagle and even then yeah. i was laughing about it i'm like you are you were in very good spirits about it like yeah. i would have laughed at you more about it if my voice was allowing it <laughs> yeah you, you started laughing and you started a coughing fit you know? <laughs> so he's like well deserved yeah too. so I, fine. Like I said, uh, the only thing was that my eagle was bruised, but you know what? I've fallen down before. It's not the first yeah. time. It's not going to be the last time. No. It just is like, I, I, just the timing. I hate these stairs. Flop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just the way you were lying down face down, it was. Yeah. So Anne-Marie was afraid I hit my head. I'm like, no, I braced myself the way I, I knew I was going down. I knew how to keep my head up. Yeah. Because I've had a concussion before and I'm not dealing with that. And it wasn't yeah. a soft floor. So Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't yeah, great. This is Daniel too. He just didn't bring his shirt. That's right. Yeah. I <laughs> I was yeah. I know exactly Mind what you, it is. We were wearing this that day when I flopped. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So really that that shouldn't be a one. It should be a little wider now because it, <laughs> it got flattened, yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, Sorry, we no had offense. a No, we had a it was a great time. It was a little embarrassing, but right. didn't we got to walk the floor. Yeah. So let's talk about Wednesday. Wednesday was a fun day. There was a couple, or there was a couple quick panels. The exhibit hall was only open from uh, one, one to six, six. which is, <coughs> which uh, at Gamma, they give you like this little coupon book where you can get like, you know, a couple free things mm -hmm. here and there. Um, promotions for retailers to go to different booths. Yeah. And so, um, you know, being representing the store, we went and got mainly those, but then that's when we actually spent time, um, my 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 strategy was very scattered because I had to talk to a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons, mm -hmm. and um, but so I figured let's just go down the list right here. And, well, it's uh, funny because uh, you're like, here, go take these coupons, and you're still chatting up people, and I'm like, I'm done. All right, here, take these coupons. Yeah, right, I finished that. I'm like, all right, yep. I'm done. You're like, I haven't even done like my fourth one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was there was a few that that I had to wait a little bit longer. But uh, do you remember anything from 1985 games? No. So in row four. I don't remember them either. 427. So they would have been right around here. Yeah, I don't remember either. So no. uh, AEG. There was <laughs> definitely some stuff from AEG that was interesting. I don't know if we want to talk about the thing here no. on the podcast. But, but they, the, gave, they had a really cool off. game. Yeah. Yes. The the guilds of, some, of the Explorers yeah, or something like that. It's an interesting game. Matthew Dunstan, Brian J. Gilbert. Um, but Or Brett Gilbert, sorry. And... The idea of the game, it's kind of like a bingo thing. It looks very similar to, like, um, Tiny, Tiny towns. towns, but you're exploring. You all start in the middle of your map. You all have – there's a bunch of maps you could choose from, but you all use the same one. Mm -hmm. And one person calls out, like, which direction or something towards yeah. towards certain pieces, and you're building off. I love the sepia tone. I love the look of it. The thing is, it's not just a sepia tone. It looks like an old-school map. That's right. what I really like about it because it's not something you expect from AEG. They're bright, That's colorful. Right. This one looks like an old school map, and you're basically uh, branching out and you know showing off the map and seeing what's going over there. Right. I didn't get to play. You played a little bit of it. Yes. Uh, I no, had to I watch didn't. it. I did not. Okay. I so, wish I had. Someone was explaining to me while they were playing it because um, 
I, it was full. It was always full when we got there. Right. I think only our, your boss got to play the game. Yes, he was the only one who, who got to try it a little bit, so we'll have to pick his brain over it. Yeah. Oh. It looked intriguing. I, I wouldn't mind picking it up. And another thing that we forgot about on Monday that happened to us that we completely forgot to talk about, We or no, this was Sunday evening, we met the designer of Isle of Cats. Oh, that was right. And like in the very beginning, we had just shown up. And so there's another store that we weren't there representing, but they're local, uh, about 45 minutes Game away Vault from us. In El Paso, uh, yeah. Texas. Uh-huh. And so they were like, hey, this is the, the guy who created Isles of Cat, Isle of Cats. And he was the nicest guy. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were great people. Mm-hmm. I, we talked to him a couple times. I have been putting off wanting to play that game just because of the cat theme. Like, I get why it is. They're like, oh, well, cats are liquid, so they make weird shit. I'm like, that's that's dumb. Stop. Like, shut up. This is stupid. This doesn't need to happen. And But when I talked with them, I was like, okay, you're genuinely, like, a really cool guy. I like you a lot. I will play your game. Yeah, and uh, I think it was his significant other that was with him. <laughs> yeah, our uh, business partner or something. Yeah, she was real sweet, too. Yeah. Uh, had a great time talking. Uh, they were telling us, like... They were taking, like, this massive trip. So they were in yeah. Reno, and then they were going to go to Vegas, and then they were going to go to, like, Northern California. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, might as well do it while you can. Yeah, and, how often do you guys come prices. to the West Coast? Yeah. Right. And so it was, uh, it was quite good to talk with him. But, yeah, back to Wednesday, we were talking right. about AEG. Yeah, it looked really good. They gave away copies of um, Monster and Meeples to Monsters people. Monsters and Meeples, which looks really fun. It's a it's a bag-building Meeple yeah, game. Yeah, it looks intriguing. It was like in Kickstarter last year or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was. And so there's a lot of previews, but there's not a lot of people. How's it going, that. Joel? Hey, Joel. Um, the next group, I'm just going to go down the list. That's okay, right. yeah, yeah, there's going to be a lot out there, though. Yep, we'll skip a lot of them. Uh, Amigo Games. This is particularly exciting for me <laughs> because they're coming out with... Um, with the uh, 25th anniversary of Bonanza. <laughs> oh, this is a funny story, people. You need to hear this. I am. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I am very excited about this because it comes in like what looks like a nice book. It comes with a custom coin. It's only like $5 more than normal sale price. It, and they're, they they printed enough where they were like, we, we do think that this will sell throughout the year, but we're never printing it again, which makes sense. Why would yeah, you yeah. sell it after the 25th year? Mm-hmm. Um. God, it looks so good. And the cover, like the spot UV ink and everything. Yeah, yeah. But at the convention, they were giving out copies of Bonanza. With the coupon we were talking about. But you had a chance to win a 25th anniversary copy. And what you had to do, they handed you a a D30, a 30-sided die, and you had to roll it. And if you got a 25 exactly, they would give you a 25th anniversary. Which makes sense. Yeah. I rolled a 30. Which, if you've ever played a game with him... It doesn't I don't make sense. roll crits. <laughs> and I rolled a crit. No, no, no. You roll crits on the opposite end. Right. I roll crit fails. No, I rolled a 30. And they're like, oh, so sorry. I'm like, really? A crit like doesn't count because it wasn't the 25? <sighs> All right, fine. Fine. And and I think when, when the hall was closing, they still had, they only had like five copies of that game. They, they saw like, like three. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't many more. Um, so that was fun. But not only that, we got a chance to play Llama Dice. That um, was cool. That was uh, one of the game nights. One of the game nights, right. I'm not a huge fan of Llama. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I like the, Llama The dice game was good. The dice game was really fun. Yeah. yeah. And so the way it works is that you roll, roll a die. It'll tell you uh, two different numbers. You have to take one of them. And you can either discard, or no, three numbers, I think. You could either discard all of those numbers that you have of them, but mm-hmm. if you ever roll something that you can't, you have to take it from the center, which they don't replenish. Right. Yeah. 
And so at that point, that's when you score and then it works similar to that. It very cheap price points, probably gonna be like sixteen or seventeen dollars. I crushed him. Yeah, he destroyed me. Um <laughs> I ended up getting like thirty points somehow. It, was, it <laughs> yeah. made no sense. I was rolling like one. But you also play around three rounds, but they only showed us one. Yeah, exactly. So it's most points, or or no, it's when somebody triggers forty points again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that we only played the one round. Right, and of course, if you get rid of all of your cards, then you llama and you round ends immediately. Discard a chip. Same as base llama card game. I love the card game. I'm definitely gonna get the dice game. Yeah, it's different enough. Yeah, I intrigued with the dice game. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Um, Anoba Studios. I don't remember them. Arcane Tinman normally does stuff like Dragon Shield, yeah, uh, sleeves. Arcane Wonders—they were showing off the new uh, expansion. They were also giving uh, Furnace Playmats and Furnace Playmats. So if you like Furnace, you already know how cool that is. I'll probably start selling them. Um, the new, the new Light and Shadow uh, expansion for Onitama looks really, really cool. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ares games. They were giving out games, but I don't remember which one. Yeah, you got one. Um, Army Painter. Yeah. Asmodee. Atlas. Uh, forgive us if we say one and we and we remember it later. BCW Supplies. Let's go. Bezier. Bezier. I didn't really look at their booth. <clears throat> Neither did I, unfortunately. Um, so I'm just gonna go down here. You stop. Capstone. Gotta see Ark Nova. I have a copy pre-ordered, but it's yep. stuck in. Florida or California, I believe. Yeah, and Arc Nova. <laughs> so, funny story about Arc Nova. Friend of the podcast uh, was in the chat. I don't know if he still is. Ithri, he was really going to town on this one. Yeah. Uh, as a joke, concerns. Yeah, and so we were like, okay, well, well, at least we'll get to look at it. And we go over there. I'm like, see his point. There is a lot of iconography yeah, on this it game. Is, it is really, it's really heavy for a card for a card based game. Yeah. There was there was like six sections of a single card that had different kinds of iconography. <laughs> yeah. It was really ridiculous. Good artwork though. Um, card Castle. Uh, they had like I think these card sorting systems. That was kind of cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Uh, Weird mechanical things. Yeah. Uh, Cephalofair. Go ahead. I got to see Frosthaven. At least a production copy of it. Um I do have to say this it's gorgeous. They they were saying it's uh, a big price point for retail. It's $250. Mind you, part of it's because of the shipping issues as well as they've just added so much more stuff. It hasn't even gone to the printer yet, really. Um there was like 90 scenarios in the base game of Gloomhaven. They have like 90 just in the upper part of the thing, and it's not to mention what you're doing for Frosthaven and all the extra me- mechanisms that they add, basically building weapons or building buildings. It looked really good. And then my favorite part that I had to show you and also your boss was the insert that they really yes. did. I mean, it's not even like it's not great by any means, like some of the other Kickstarters coming in, but uh, it is so good looking. Yeah. Uh, it You don't need to buy an insert to still be able to play the game because they, they give you a tray for all your pla- uh, cardboard pieces. Uh, you could buy a thing differently for all your map tiles. Yeah. Uh, and it's different skew for the stores. But it looked really good. The minis looked really good. Um, he was just showing us, like, he was taking everything out and showing how everything is in that box with the pre-production. So we didn't really get to see yeah. any art. It was all white stuff. So, yeah. but, oh, it looks so good. It does. It does. And the box is just so pretty, honestly. And it's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it's bigger than regular Frosthaven. It's, like, same size box lengthwise, but it's taller. Yeah. 
Now, to tangent a little bit, around that time is around when I went and had lunch. At, uh, I went down down the road a little bit, and you didn't join me on that day, unfortunately. No, 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 no. Because I went and had a lunch at a place called Crazy D's. I think I went to Cafe Milano for I think my you lunch. did. Yeah. You, were, you, were, you were wanting some, some steak or something. So I went... No, I wanted... Uh, um, Monte Cristo, but they didn't have it. So oh, no, no, no. Right. We that's when we had lunch together. Um, yeah, I think it was the next day. Wednesday, yeah, it was Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I was uh, getting t- kind of tired of the place. Yeah. So I went to a place called Crazy D's, and they were a chicken tender place. But it was like incorporated into like a Mediterranean deli mm-hmm. as well. And so it that was interesting. Like it seemed a little weird. It was like the same owners, and they had like a little mini grocery store with like some yeah. snacks and stuff in it. But they had the biggest chicken tenders I've ever seen in my life. They were literally like the size they of They were mine. massive. You they showed, the, you, 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 yeah. they were like in a chicken sandwich and you ate like one or two of them, right? Yeah. And you they came were with a massive. third one and it was still, fr- it yeah. was like a chicken steak. It was, it was absolutely huge. I don't think it was from a chicken. It tasted <laughs> delicious. It was massive. Maybe it was from a turkey. The, cause... It, it could have been. The The breading was really good. The sauce, that, I don't normally get sauce on mine. I get my chicken tenders dry, mm-hmm. but they put some on there and it was like some, it was like mild hot sauce. Glad I got it mild. The fries were delicious. Oh my God. So if you ever go to Reno, Crazy D's, I really liked it a lot. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, I know. I think I, I think there was like, <laughs> there was one day we went to Cafe Milano together. Yes. Uh, we both had a, you had a grilled cheese I had a grilled and I had cheese. a ham melt. And, yep. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, we also went to biscotti uh, dinner. Uh, I went by myself for one. Actually, that's what it was. It was for dinner. It wasn't lunch. Yep. You went to that, and I went to biscotti's and got a Monte Cristo. That's right. That's oh right. God, the Monte Cristo was so good because I haven't had it in a while. But uh, as your boss called it, I had dessert for dinner. Basically, you had dessert for dinner. Yeah, you absolutely did. So going back to the floor, cheers, <laughs> Co. Uh, choose your own adventure games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Making... Uh, wasn't even choose your own adventure games. They were it it's the, books. the books. Yeah, they're 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 wanting to make more of a presence. So that was their first year there, I believe. Um, Cryptozoic. They're still doing a lot of the same stuff that they're doing. Yeah. Um, there was there was. Didn't really see anything good. Or different. Was there? Um, I like their demo mats. CGE is doing something really neat. Monte Cristos um, are the best. <laughs> Right. Uh, okay. CGE. Yeah. CGE. Um, they're the makers of uh, code names. Monsters of Arnak. Monsters of Arnak. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. and one thing that they did that I thought was really fantastic, they made um, things to help. Yeah, to help demo their games. And so their their um, demo for code names, you fold up part of it and it makes a little triangle, so only one person can see the clues. Mm-hmm. But. Every, or one person can see like the answers, and then it gives them instructions the clues, on yeah. what clues to give them. And it's a cool little, just like a sheet of paper. You fold it a couple times, you hand it out. That's your demo. Yeah, you don't have to bring out the whole game. Lost Ruins of Arnak. I a couple love pieces. that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's because it, it's like you just get some of the workers and a couple mm-hmm. of the cards, and it just showed you how to place the cards on the paper. Right. So you don't even have to bust out the board. It's like, you place this here, this is what happens. You do this here, this is what happens. All based on that paper. So I think that w- that was really good. And it's uh, that one, it needs two sheets of paper. Mm-hmm. And the one is the board, and the other one is how you the demo it. Right. Exactly. It's so smart. It worked really well. And then Deep Water Games. We, sh- we saw their... Um, their booth, yeah. yeah uh, didn't pay attention too much. Something to the moon. Uh, oh, no, no, no that, that, that's not Deep Water. Yeah, uh, Deep Water doesn't have uh, the rights to Welcome to anymore. Oh, but they had Welcome to the Moon, though, right? No. Oh, okay. Then I'm we we got Welcome to the Moon at Meepleville. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, they lost the rights to 
uh, the produce it because they even say Fair on their enough. website like, "Hey, buy this." Fair enough. All right, Devere. Let's talk Devere. <laughs> There's one thing we can't talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, we can talk about it. We just couldn't take pictures. That is true, but I, I don't want to get in trouble either. That's fine. I'll I'll get in trouble. No, <laughs> they they announced an expansion to Red Cathedral. That's yeah. all I'll say. Yeah. Don't, don't know anything about it. Uh, didn't want us to take pictures. Uh, we didn't sign an NDA, so I guess we could talk about it. Right. Uh, though, uh, I do have to say, they had some little card games that they're planning to yeah. showcase. And they were interesting and intriguing. They had a word game mm-hmm. that is where you have to play a color or a word. And you have to play, if you play a color, you have to play something that's corresponding with that letter so if i play a gray i have to say e so elephant that's gray and it's a co-op game so we're trying to play through the deck and yeah, then you feel if, so stupid yeah if i play one. a p and it's on gray i have to say something with p and it's just it's so it's like oh my god and it's it's fast paced and you keep moving and so oh man it, it really hurt my brain just trying to figure out what you're doing then they also had what is it cactus cactus yep that or, one was it was interesting, but it was my was least it, favorite. Ouch. ouch, or something like that. Yeah, it was my least favorite of the three. Yeah, it was interesting because the way it worked is you have some cards down, mm-hmm. and they have either one, two, or three flowers, and you're trying to get points for the from the flowers. But you pick one of the four sides to lift it from, and when you flip over the card, if you're touching a cactus, you say ouch, ouch. and you lose that card. And if it's a red one, you already lose. You lose you one lose of the one scored of cards. Scored. Yeah, right. And so that was intriguing, but at the same time, yeah, I mean it's. The, the, at the, the end of the run, game, we like, didn't even play. <laughs> yeah, the uh, well, at the end of that demo, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we, you and I had zero cards, and then our demoer had like seven or eight. It was, yeah, it, it was, was just, silly though. Yeah. Uh, also, what's cool is that the the number of flowers actually tell you how many bad sides uh, are there for the ouch. Or how risky so, it is. Yeah. Be, so yeah. if there's three flowers, you're more than likely going to have three sides with a cactus. If it's one flower, there's only one side with a cactus on it. Right. Uh, though that last game. That one, I it's called vegetables, and you're basically veggies. veggies. You're building a vegetable display, like so. You're in a farmer's mm-hmm. market or something like that, and so you're getting a card and you're placing it down, and you can overlay it on other cards because you're trying to score a certain amount of like so carrots. I want to get a grouping of carrots to like four because I'm going to score that points. Once I score that carrot, you everybody else at the table get to score their rows of right. carrots, and at the end of the game. However many rats are showing, you're, is going to be negative points. So you want to try to cover it up. And so it plays. Right. We didn't even get to play it. They, she just demoed how it worked. And we were like, I want that. Right. And the thing about these three games that we just described, MSRP 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. They're all really inexpensive. Mm-hmm. I like that idea of like you score the one that you have the most of, but everybody, everybody else, else scores. Score. Yeah. That's really smart. I've yeah, never seen that. I like that. that. Yeah. Um, the next one we could bring up is Dolphin Hat. I played that real quick. Uh, Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I finally learned how to play it. It's not bad. It's, it's not bad. It's great in an introductory type part of game. It's yep. kind of like I put it along the lines of Happy Seven. Yeah. Although I did really like the the people I met there. Eric um, Schroeder, I think his last name was. And then the, the designer. They're great people. Yeah, I, the, I will 100% support them. because My of issue with Taco Cat Goat Cheese is the slapping. Right. The touching. Which I'm okay with. Around this time. Right, frame. right. That's tough. Don't touch me. It's tough. Uh, DV Jochi, we we definitely saw their booth. Yeah, Wonderbook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wonderbook. Wonderbook. It's not the best game. It's a good game. Uh, yeah. Uh, not really for kids either. For what it's trying to do, because it's a bit dark. 
It it can be like those. They, those they, I think it even said over. like it's supposed to be like eight plus, ten plus, somewhere around there. Right. So you look at it because it's a pop up book board game. Yeah. And you look about it. Okay, this is going to be for kids because you know that's some of the be, best table presents. Yeah, it's ever. got a great table present. So you you start with an open closed book for the first scenario, and then it opens up and we played a small scenario in the open yeah. thing and it's like this huge pop up book and there's it's interactive. I'm like. This is smart. I don't know why nobody's done something like this before, but yeah, it's it's very lucky. It's dice roll, so you got to pay right. attention to that. But it was it was good. It was decent, but that price point, man, it, it's a bit up there. But yeah. I mean, the components alone are absolutely gorgeous. The thing, the only argument I had against it is that the dice were fifty fifties. Mm-hmm. They they. It was very. And that's likely. another reason why you can't really make it a kids' game either, because right, it's flipping coins, yeah, and hoping for the best. Each each shot has a 50-50 success or not, and so you have to really weigh it. But man, the pieces were so interactive and so cool. The book itself, yeah. the the minis, they were fine. They were I mean, normal minis, good. yeah. Um, the monsters were creepy, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, but they they were great. the The pop up book is what gets you because uh, there's a point where you can like pull something and it makes things fall over. Yep. Or you can interact. There's little storyboards underneath the the cards and stuff like that. You can interact with it and it yeah. tells you a little story. The way those things spawn, it's just dependent upon the luck of the draw, pretty much. But honestly, it wasn't that bad. I enjoyed it. Right. I mean, I, I am excited. That's one to play of the few more. games we demoed. <clears throat> one of the very few, actually. Um, then we have Eagle Griffin Games. I didn't look at their booth. No, I did. Um, they are the ones who are printing the new Sid Saxon games. Um, oh, that's right, because we were talking about Can't Stop. Yeah, exactly. I they're like they're doing a remake of Can't yeah. Stop is one one thing that they said. Um, they are going to bring out the new games like the Mother Road, Route 66, mm-hmm. all those that they did the Kickstarter for not too long ago. And, and uh, they're showing off a few other games that they sell. But honestly, I'm just such a big Sid Saxon fan that 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 was really honestly my focus. I don't remember what they had on the table in front mm-hmm. of us, so I feel a little uh, like I didn't care much. Uh, oh yeah, Elf Creek Games. Uh, we saw they had a few things out there. It was, they had Honey Buzz. They had uh, Atlantis. Yeah, Second Rising. They showed us another game, and I can't think of what it was because uh, we that was what drew us in. Oh, uh, Merchants of the Dark Road. Yes. Yeah, we lo- it looks really oh, that's good. Pretty. Yeah, our a buddy of ours has it. We we've got to try it. But yeah, they're if you haven't seen an Elf Creek game, they're some of the best produced stuff, mind you, because Kickstarter. Yep. <laughs> but I really I I like them. I have Atlantis uh, Rising Second Edition on the shelf somewhere over there. I don't, I don't want to look for it. But um, I have Honey Buzz coming. Uh, I did back the Kickstarter for the expansion with the base game, so I got all in for that. But pretty much. Uh, but Merchants of the Dark Road, I haven't played yet. That's the only one. That's the right. one that we looked at and we're like, wow. And they said you pretty much can get most of the stuff uh, for the Kickstarter exclusive. So you can buy the base game and MSRP and you can go to their uh, uh, website, uh, Gamma. Uh, so the retailers can go to them and get the Kickstarter stuff too. Yeah, definitely. So what did you think about the Fireside Games booth? Oh, it was an amazing booth. And and Marie, again, checking on me throughout the entire time, making sure I was okay. But they had the best uh, thing out there. It was a giant Fireside uh, Panic game. or Uh, Castle Panic. Castle Panic game. A 10 by 10 foot Castle Panic game. I didn't see anybody playing it, though, but because... I did see someone walk over it. That was was something. Trying to be nice about it. Be like, come on, dude. Seriously. (laughs) 
Yeah, the one guy just walks right across their mat. It didn't seem like the thing is, much, he but... looked down at it and then did it anyways. Yeah, that was something else. But no, that was a great board. Uh, the pieces are made out of this hard plastic, and it's fully playable. Yeah, it had all the monsters. There. It had the monsters on the side. Uh, they yeah. had a, a giant die, so yeah. you could play it if you wanted to. We didn't get a chance because we were busy doing our thing. Right. But yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was a great experience because. Last time I saw, they did uh, My First Castle Panic, a giant version of that, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. And that was back at Origins, and that was hilarious. Um, Floodgate game, we already talked about Kites. Yeah. Um, and Decorum was a new one from them as well. It's a game of uh, passive-aggressive cohabitation, as it's called. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's they, a, they also it's a gave deduction a, game. They about, gave a demo copy for the store. Yeah. It was a deduction game about trying to figure out who or how to decorate your your House. apartment yeah, or, that you're both living in. Yeah. And the thing is, is like you all have secret girls. So like I want a red lamp in the bathroom and you right. want a yellow shade in the living room. So it's, like, so it's basically trying to give a take. Right. Exactly. Are there any others that you want to bring up real quick other than Funko? Other than Funko? We've already talked about Funko to a to a degree. Yeah. Rear so, window looks cool. Uh, no, I, I did was able to pick up a demo copy for your the store for uh, Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, uh, the one I want to talk about is Game Brewer. They had a game, apparently, uh, I don't know if it's on GameFound now or was, and they're doing late pledges or something like that, but it's called Oak, and it looked good. It was, it was pretty. That's all I can say. It's because I don't, I, it's a worker placement game that you can, out on GameFound right now. You can upgrade your, um, Druids because you're basically Druids competing and trying to get the Spirit of the Forest. It was just so pretty. The The pieces work fine. The, the upgrading your druids, their abilities based on the upgrades look really good. It has an intriguing aspect of it. But when we talk about table presence, this thing drew my eye and I was like, oh. And I had a, I had you come over and look at it. And you're like, okay, this is pretty. Yeah, yeah that was really, really, really cool looking. So that is Oak from uh, Game, Game Brewers? Game Brewers. Game Brewer, yeah. And they're the ones who have made Paris, which has mm-hmm. the Arc de Triomphe in the middle. Yeah. I thought that was gorgeous. Uh, yes, it is currently on GameFound. Has it funded yet? Uh, 261% funded so nice. far. So it's, it's going to so happen. Um, but yeah, go check that out. Oh, my God. Oh, God. It was pretty. Um, so a lot of these. Games uh, Workshop. Oh, not Games Workshop. Game Right Games. That's... Game Right. Game Right. <laughs> this is their first year that I'm aware of that they had a booth at Gamma, Gamma. which we are massive Game Right fans. Yeah, we are. And so they, much so that uh, we got to spend your boss's money. Yes, we bought up pretty much everything that we don't sell. And they had some stuff that they announced that was really cool. They mm-hmm. have like these weird pack of games where it's like mm-hmm. there's like somewhere between like five or twenty games, but they're like scratchers. Yeah, but they're yeah. actual games. Yeah, which is intriguing to me. Like they didn't have any full production. Happy copies City of it. looked really good. Happy City. I own Happy City in it. And one thing that they're doing right now, it's from uh, from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Is that they are they're raising money for people who are displaced? Yeah. Um. So they're doing a a charity right now. If you go, you can buy like a a promo, a promo. card for yeah, it. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like five bucks. It's, it's five bucks, bad. and all proceeds go to a charities in Ukraine. Charity. Yeah. yeah. So that's that was awesome that they're doing that. Um. They were showing off that one. What else were they showing? Uh, everything that they had on their Hilo line. Uh, I sold a uh, Super Mega Lucky Box for... Super Mega Lucky Box. I went over there, just explained ones. it to him, and he's like, I want a, cr- a case of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just everything Game Right comes out they're, with. They're not expensive. Hedgehog Roll. 
Yeah, they're not expensive. So yeah, it's e- yep. they're easy sales. Uh, Super Mega Lucky Box is what twenty, thirty dollars, something like that. No, it's seventeen. That's right, seventeen. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cheaper than silver and gold ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a phenomenal game. And then Trash Pandas, that one was hard to keep in stock. Right. Abandon All Artichokes was a bit hard to keep in stock. So yeah, that's it, right. If you're you haven't tried a game right game, try. Uh, if I had to choose one out of everything we just talked about, Abandon Abandon All Artichokes. Mine would probably be Super Mega Lucky Box. I I love Super Mega Lucky Box. I would yeah. choose a man, abandon our artichokes. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, Grandpa Beck's games. I want to give them a shout out. Oh, they were such a nice people. They, too. they were really fun, and they came out with some new ones. Um, like Cover Your Kingdom, which is a, a remake off, yeah, of Cover, Cover Your, Your Assets. Assets. Um, which that so it's kind of like a set collection, like yeah, yeah. trick taking game, but it's about kingdom. That's really cool. Their new art is really great. I remember their old art. It was, mm-hmm. it was okay. Um, but I showed you one um, there, pirate one, Skull King. I told you about that one. Yeah, that was really fun. Okay. Next up uh, that we are going to talk about is I don't know that one. I'm no. talking about that one. Oh, Haba. Haba. Uh, that's no. another one where we were spending money. Yeah, they're really one thing that they're really trying to promote is they're even younger gamer line, mm-hmm. like not just like oh like four or five plus. Like my, already, first orchard, yeah, you know, my first orchard. Yeah, my first orchard. The two plus line. Uh, my first. Uh, um, Rhino Hero was mm-hmm. cool. Big cardboard. Rhino Hero Junior slides, yeah. yeah. And then uh, so they had like a couple others. I don't remember the names about them, but they're uh, they're not only games, but you could talk to your kids about like so my yes. first uh, dream or feeding Teddy or something like that. So it has mm-hmm. like this this stuff that you can discuss. Yeah. And I've seen how that plays too. You put the piece on like this card, and you have an uh, a bear that's upright. It's like two cards that are yeah. sticking out like this. And you have to like slide it into its mouth. Yeah. So I, I think that's intriguing. Also, they're some of the best. They have kids' games that adults love. Yeah. That's so, right. Haba, uh, if you have children, check them out. They're they're not just for like five and up. They also have like two pl- a two plus line. Yes, exactly. Which Big is awesome. chunky pieces, so you don't have to be afraid of them putting them in their mouth. There was one called like Fishy Fishy. Yeah, where, where you're yeah, fishing like, out of the box. It is like magnetic. Yeah, pieces. that one looked really cool. And so yeah, they they looked really good. Hatchet board games. They're more of a distributor. Yeah, yeah. they were showing off that they sell. Um, is that the one where you guys made me play that one game that stressed me out? Yes, yeah, stay cool. <laughs> oh my god, stay cool is amazing. It's not a new game, but it's so. It's so great. I didn't say new game. I said that one game. Yeah. No, Stay Cool is awesome. They 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 sell a lot of uh, Scorpion Mask games now. Yeah, yeah. So Decrypto, um, Master Word. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you like word games, that one's a really neat one. Whereas this is Stay Cool. One person's asking you questions on one side, and you have to answer like a four-letter word using dice letters, while another person is asking you number-based questions. Like, how many letters are in your last name? Right? And yeah, you have yeah. to answer those while figuring out while trying to spell so the other So you words. have to answer one question verbally while spelling another question, or answering another question uh, written, basically, through yeah, dice. Exactly. It is stressful. Yeah, because your scores, the levels that you get from each one are going to be multiplied together. That's your score. Yeah. And it's hilarious. And then they sell Gigamic games, which they did say. Yeah. They couldn't tell me what, but there were going to be more Gigamic wooden games coming out soon. And they had a new cover for Marrakesh. Cool, yeah, yeah. The new cover yep. looks good. Uh, next yep. one I'm seeing here is Inside Games or Inside Up Games. Yep, that's the one we were talking about that had the other double layer board where you're building blocks um, both sides. So 
basically your point of reference you're trying to match what you're you got to do based on the color and the shape how the blocks mm-hmm. so you need three here and two here of this right you, can, you take one from the bottom and you put it up at the top and try to match it what i really dig about this one one also it's a pretty game it uses the box in an interesting way and then right. the rules of the box are based uh, on an artwork and hieroglyph in there so yeah. it's amazing and it actually makes sense to lift it up like that because yeah. you're seeing it only from your side if it was just on a board you'd have to like crunch down next to the table yeah the fact that they lift it off makes a lot of sense and the fact that they use the board i think for it's it, called it, block and key yeah i think it's block and key it, it looks good it's the good chunky pieces it just right. recently was on kickstarter but go check that one out i'm not a huge abstract and that's this is abstract as best as possible but it looked good right the next one i want to talk about is japan games we didn't spend a lot of time at their booth uh, but there was a really popular game that they were showing off called uh, Tokyo Sidekick. Mm-hmm. And that one, and I know they have another game that's a, that starts with Akihabara, which I love Akihabara. I think that's a great city mm-hmm. in Japan. But it's their it's their own IP, and it's superhero-based, yeah, which yeah. is super cool. Um, they were showing that off. It got really good reception. It apparently, it came out in or 2018, so it's been out for a while. But they were showing that off, and that was pretty popular. All right, um, let's see here. Yep, go for it. Uh, we saw some uh, stuff uh, from Kid Table Board Games. They were showing off Creature Comforts, which looks really good. I do want to try this one a lot. They were also showing uh, Burnt Island games at the same booth. And I got intrigued by one of them because I have a copy. It's on my shelf of shame over here of In the Hall of the Mountain King. Uh, is that what it's called? I believe so. Yeah, In the Hall of the Mountain King. And so they have a prequel for it coming out called... The Fall of the Mountain King. Oh. And it looked intriguing because I'm sitting there like, wait, I, wait, I own that one, not this one. But it looked really good, um, looked different. Didn't really get a lot of time at that booth because we it was a huge thing. We were running around. Uh, again, Creature Comforts, it's just starting to hit to backers about it. And I think it's going to hit retailers pretty soon. It looks really good. Uh, it's right up my style, so I really want to try this one. For sure. Next one I want to talk about was Level Up Day. And I, <laughs> yeah. and I and it's because, attended a presentation from them, and yeah. they were talking about how to stand out in, in a convention. And they, oh boy, did they. Yeah, they, they first off, their stand is like a jewelry store. Yes, for, but absolutely. For dice. Everything's behind glass cabinets. And my personal favorite is that I, I was the first one to go see it. And so mm-hmm. I was showing you in uh, the owner of Zia Comics. Their business card, because that is the perfect way to sell your business. I'm like, okay, I just was going over there because we were in that one again with uh, Level Up Dice, the the designer or owner of it. And so they were talking about like how he's got all these different dice and it had tungsten. I'm like, God, I wonder what that tungsten feels like. It's probably super heavy. So I went over there and talked to with them and I'm like. All I want to do is I want to see the tungsten die. I I just want to roll it just because I I heard it's like super heavy. I want to try it out. And I did it thing is like oh god what the heck but i'm like okay and he's like okay so tells me this and i'm like all right i gotta go talk to the store owner um before i can i'm not here representing them too much about it so i don't want to say yes or no he's like okay let me give you my card his card is a d6 yes (laughs) and i thought i was like that's perfect yeah you're gonna hand out uh, tell me what you exactly are with a business card that's the way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And, man, their booth just looked so cool. People were at it all oh, day long. yeah. They have, like, precious gem-level dice, mm-hmm. like, where they'll have, like, actual, like, quartz and, like, yeah. all sorts of different minerals. And then and metal. Yeah, metal dice. So they have aluminum as well as tungsten. Uh, they had, like, a couple other uh, type of metals. They're so nice. They really are. 
but oof, pricey. <laughs> Next one let's talk about is Little Plastic Train Company. <laughs> so they they're cool. They did a Kickstarter for their stuff yeah. where they have metal tins and sets of trains that can be used in different train games, mm-hmm. like trains or Ticket to Ride or a lot of others. And what's good is that they fit in most of the boxes, but they're really high quality. And so much to the fact that they're like this this plastic is is the kind of plastic that just doesn't break. And he even took a train and would throw it on the floor and start stomping it. Um, now, we will tell you, because we thought this was funny, our boss witnessed that part of the part of the train came off. Yeah. He said it didn't break. It was actually just a little cylinder. He's like, oh, look, you just put it back and problem solved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But our boss did point out, like, he, he stomped on a train and broke it, <laughs> saying that it doesn't break. All right, I don't know so <laughs> next one we're going to skip uh, Looney Labs because we talked about them a little right. earlier. Uh, but Lucky Duck Games. This yes. is the one that had the Sherlock that you were talking mm-hmm. about earlier, as well as the Kids Chronicles. They uh-huh. also had uh, Yummy Yummy Tummy or something like that, I think is what, yeah. another one of their kid lines, Lucky Tuck Kids. Yummy Monster Tummy. Yeah, something like that. Um, uh, Gamehead Geek uh, has a review of it over on TikTok. Go check it out. It's really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. You're basically matching colors. The Chronicle Crime stuff uh, look amazing. The the Sherlock one, we only got to see a little bit of it because it was but French. Right. It was all in French, so we're like, oh. oh. But it's using the license from the Sherlock TV show that was on PBS. Yeah. And, and the, it uses their um, their their system with yeah. the Chronicles. Which, yeah, Chronicles system. Yep. But it's uh, app independent, this one. Yes. So it's intriguing. It looks good. Um but Lucky Duck Games, man, they're, I, they're another company that's kind of growing on my list. That's right. So the next uh, one that we want to talk about, let me double check. Magpie Games. Yeah. It, uh, two things I found interesting about them. First off, um, they're they're making the RPG for Root, which mm-hmm. I think is a cool universe to have an RPG with. I don't care much about RPGs. I'm excited that they're in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, they're not that far from us. So we found out about that. We introduced. We're like, hey, we're down here in Las Cruces. We love you. We already like you guys because we got to represent local publishers. You guys know how much we like Level 99, which is also in Albuquerque. So got to represent, you know, got to represent home state showing off games. Anything else you want to look at? Because I'm not seeing anything because we already talked about this one. Um, Not on that column. Other than uh, Mythic Games, I got to talk with Sam Healy, formerly of the Dice Tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, making a crack about my shirt because he's like, uh, how's it going, Daniel? And I'm like, wait, you remembered me from two years ago? I don't know. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. Um, nothing too much on this one except for Panasaurus, which we talked about. Talked about in the last one. Uh, Pegasus Spiel is coming out with some, some good stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, nothing specifically pops in my mind. Pencil First Games. That's um, Steve Finn's games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like really gorgeous. Skull Herbaceous. They're, yeah. they're printing Skull Hollow as well with this is Keith, Keith Mateka. Yeah. Um, but they also have um, Sunset Over Water, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Gorgeous game. Perplexed. They, they're making some new stuff. In fact, I think on the back here. Yep. Long shot, I believe is what it's called. Yeah. They have a new version of that, which looks really cool. It's been there, but they also they have the Paco games, which I really like. Yeah. Um, which one are you looking at? Okay, PYE. I want to give them a shout out first. Okay. Hold on to this. Because I brought it. Oh god. Show and tell. Sorry guys. I try to I try to keep them from doing it. Hey, don't listen to me. PYE games. I met I met the owner of PYE oh, God, Games. Oh, God, don't spin it close to the mic. I don't. I, I met the owner of PYE Games in uh, an, an elevator. elevator. 
He was wearing a dragon around his neck that was 3D printed that they designed. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Multiple colored. Some look like they're even grown out of roses. It's gorgeous. And he showed me this thing. It's basically a fidget spinner. It's gears. I'm just going to rotate it like this a little bit. It spins really well. I just don't want to ruin your ears. But when you spin it, the arrow points at one of the numbers and it's a D20. Yeah. They sell full sets of these. Kind of washed out on the the camera, but yeah. They sell full sets of these for um, like Dungeon Masters and D&D where they have everything from a D4 to that. Yeah. They even had one where it was like the Dungeon Masters D20 and all of the numbers were ones except for a single 20. So you either crit or definitely fail, more than likely. But then they showed me this guy, which is this massive wheel, which is a D100. It rolls really well. And, of course, whichever number it happens to hit, that's the number you roll. Yeah. I roll garbage on these. We were joking around in the, the hotel room um, with that one. And I'm like, well, I rolled a six. You can go ahead and beat that. He rolls a five. Yeah. Yeah. One fewer. <laughs> it was it was brutal. But, no, they're great people. Um, they make good products. And then your products. boss rolls an eight. Yep. He, he was telling me that his life dream was kind of just to buy a bunch of 3D printers and just be make yeah. designs and then print stuff, custom components, whatever. And really great people, really great people. And I've been spending these all week, and they they work great still. Yeah. Uh, so next on my list that I wanted to point because you wanted to talk about PYE uh-huh. is Robinsberger. I do want to give them a shout out. They gave us some mm-hmm. uh, free stuff, uh, demo copies, and yep. as such, I they gave me because I was talking to her about how like I like Carpe Diem, but it's uh, so uh, colorblind friendly. Except for that newest version, the white one, and she handed me a full copy of the white version because they didn't want to ship it back. But also, right. they're nice. Yeah, and we they're were amazing people. Yeah, they also gave us a copy of Explorers. Explorers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, great people. Great people. Restoration Games is the next one I want to talk about. Yeah, same. Um, Restoration Games. They were showing off a game that I really already enjoy called Buried Treasure. <laughs> um, and one Rob Davio had nothing to do with it, but the other owner of it. He was like, yeah, we just found this game. I couldn't believe there was a Sid Saxon that just wasn't being printed. Looked into it. It's like, all right, let's just see if it's any good. And he played it and he was like, this is great. Yeah, they said they, they really didn't change anything yeah, of the just game. just changed the art. That was mm-hmm. about it. And it's I stand by it. It's a really solid game. Uh, also, um, Rob Davio uh, came on the podcast. He's uh, right. actually interested in finishing it up. So we're going to try to get in contact with him and try That's to set right. that up. But yeah, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, wonderful people. Wonderful people there. And, of course, you saw the new one, Match Stuff. Oh, the only thing they were showing for one of the expansions was the T-Rex, and it looked amazing. You even had to It was pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Uh, got to see some of the Marvel stuff. Uh, they looked really good, so mm-hmm. I'm intrigued with that one. I do have it on pre-order. And the next booth that we looked at was Smirk and Dagger. Of we, course, yeah, Kurt, Kurt Cover. Uh, that's when we got a chance to play Boop. Uh, he also showed me in a previous night, because uh, Tuesday, super tired. We had a long day, and mm-hmm. I was passed out at like 9.30. I went up to the, the, the game night. I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll do this. Uh, no. And oh, he no. so he showed me a little bit of spill, and I went back to the room. Yeah, spill looks really <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, that one looks good. I mean, the combination of the dice tower with the quadrants and stuff, yeah. that's so cool. The dice tower looks great in the spill. The artwork looks good. I can't wait to get like uh, see a published copy mm-hmm. of it because the uh, looks good. Boop, we saw Shobu. He had yep. it right there as well. Behext was there. Yeah, and he was also saying, yeah, Behext was one of their big ones, which is still, I think, on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Forgive me if it's done, but go check it out. It's... It's not a take that deck builder. He was very clear on saying that. It's yeah. like, it can be as interactive as you want it to be. If you don't like take that games, 
you don't have to play take that cards yeah in order to be part of the game yeah so that's really cool uh steve jackson games they had a they had kind of a small booth yeah. uh they're doing uh batman munchkin which is a license that they're doing not through the op um which is really interesting also, john kavalik did the art for it batman munchkin get a copy if you want it because they only have the license and then once it's done it's gone yeah it's done so they won't have it after that. Yeah. But they also showed me a few other games that they came out with that looked really cool. And also Car Wars they were showing off. Yeah, they're showing off Car Wars, which if you like Car Wars, you already know how mm-hmm. amazing it is. Bit pricey, but still pretty cool. Um, We've already talked about the op. the op. All right, let's talk about Thing 12. Yes. So, well, we we kind of mentioned it in the first thing. We were um, hanging out with some people. Uh, thing 12 is the ones we were hanging out with. And the reason why is, again, show and tell, but you guys have to pay attention to this, so go yeah, ahead. There is a reason. So, first off, they are, they just finished their Kickstarter for Dice of Dragons. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk about that real quick. The meeples that we saw, those were the biggest, chunkiest meeples. <laughs> yeah. They're massive. Um, it's the third in their Dice of series, yeah. and I believe this is a co-op version. So, you have Dice of Dragons, awesome. Dice of Crowns, and Dice of Pirates. That's right. Yep. And so, their Dice of series, this is their cooperative one. Amazing. Even like the small player meeples are still bigger than most, and they're yeah. silk screened and they're gorgeous, and it's a really inexpensive price point. All of the games that they were showing off, uh, Dino's Not Assembled, great family game. Yeah. Amazing components. Even comes with a coloring Go- book. Gorgeous. Awesome. Gorgeous. Seals of Cthulhu, probably some of the best production I've seen in a game. I finally got a chance to look that, through that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it looks good. It was stunning. But of course, I am biased, and I do need to show this off. This is a game that is coming soon from Thing 12 to Kickstarter. It's a little hard to see. It's called Matches. See that nice little burnt? This is not, this is a prototype box. This is not the style. Yeah. They do want to have it where it's a slidey box. And the cards look pretty in it as well. I'll show off some of the cards real quick. Um, yes, I am. I am jumping I'm not around. I am very much jumping around the fact that. When this is Kickstarter, why I'm so biased about it. But you have these amazing, amazing art. Also work in progress, so they might be done. You have these action burn cards. But really, all of the cards that are on it are numbered from 1 to 10. And you can see them scorching up from the bottom. Absolutely amazing. Great color schemes of the fire cards. Those are cool. Everything about this game is awesome. Um... Except for the designer, right? Except for the designer. He's no. a jerk. Uh, I did design this game. <laughs> and it's coming out through Kickstarter. And uh, this is a uh, my take soon-ish. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Next month or so. This is my take on a, tri- on a trick-taking game. Where the idea is that you can still... You can still play. And whether you win tricks or not, you can still have a chance. Yeah. Because essentially, you have one card that's played in the middle. The leader plays it. And it's a number from 1 to 10. Everybody else then plays cards to match that number. Thus, matches is the title. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if I play a 10, you could play a 4, a 3, a 2, and a 1. You could play two fives. You could play two threes, two twos, or a 10, or a fire card. <clears throat> if you match the card exactly with either a fire card or the exact same number, it makes the pot more valuable. And so it gets hotter and hotter. you got a fire token because whoever, in order to stay in the in the game, you have to play a card. I'm just going to take a nap. So. No, that's fine. Because the last person who can play, who can stand around the longest, gets to take all of the tokens from the match card, and that's how many points they score. However, if you don't think you're going to last 
longer than everybody else, you can attempt you can attempt to play pairs throughout the whole round. So if I play a four, three, two, and a one, and then my next turn I play another four, three, two, and a one. I already know how to play this. I have four I've pairs. Play tested yeah. way too much. I I've played four pairs, so when I burn out, I score all of my pairs instead. The one for the four, one for the two, one for the three, and one for the one. And so, one of the designers in Thing Twelve, one of the co-owners, he said one of the reasons he really appreciates this style is that never once in the game that we played did he win, quote unquote, a trick. He still won the game. Game, yeah. Because he was able to play all of those pairs and and bank off of those. That's one thing he was like, this is unlike any other trick-taking game. So, check out matches when it comes to Kickstarter. We will definitely be making an announcement, of course. But really, Honestly, when this this airs next, uh, for where we're recording, it's going to be next week. It's going to be probably in this month uh, of April or next. Yeah, April, May, something like that. Yeah. But really, like, and I stand by this, and I don't think you disagree with me. Even I disagree regardless, with you wholeheartedly. Even regardless of my bias, because <laughs> no, this, because Thing Twelve guys, made it pretty. I, I say, yeah, 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 you should. But support those the two Shans, yeah, Sean Harold and Sean Epperson, who are the owners of Thing Twelve. Yeah, they are two genuine. Like we've spent how many game nights with them? Uh, the last two, I have for extended periods. Yeah. And they were, they're hilarious. Because they didn't amazing. even get there till Wednesday and Thursday. And yeah. after everything was done, we spent and had lunch or dinner with the, your boss, Zia Comics. Right. We, we spent the rest of the night with them. Uh, both Wednesday and Thursday, <laughs> we went to bed way too late. Yes. Yeah. No, they were just amazing people. So support them, if nothing else. You yeah. don't have to support me, but support them. They're <laughs> awesome. No, honestly, uh, check out that game when it goes on Kickstarter. And we'll be talking about it as it goes. Yep. All right. Uh, underdog games. Yeah. Let's talk about underdog games. They were one of the big sponsors of this. Oh, hold on. We missed one. Uh, Trick or Treat Games. Uh, oh, go ahead. We, we looked at the games. They, they didn't look too bad. They're they're leading heavy to the horror, but that was the one. Oh, that they're had the... the ones. I was going to ask you about that. Okay. I didn't realize they were Trick or Treat <laughs> Games. They had two games that looked really cool. Creature mm-hmm. Feature. Which is a bidding game from Richard Garfield. Yeah. You're making horror movies, movies or something. But your actors are the creatures. Yeah. Exactly. And so you, you're trying to bid like for the creature as well as the sidekick, but the, you're going to score, I think, the sidekick more. It's just, it's everything's like once the actor, so like mm-hmm. you say, you play Frankenstein's monster, he's going to be um, the, everything sees, but you don't know what you're going to put in the sidekick, but you're, you want to be higher than the other people. So it's, it's, it's very intriguing right. how that goes. I'm not a big fan of bidding games, but this one intrigued me for one thing. The, the Universal Monster movie kind of creatures, like... Right. As well as... Uh, I'm not even talking about their games. I know which one you're going to get to. We'll get to that in a minute. The wrapping paper that they had was yes. amazing. They had the shining wrapping paper. Yeah, it was like the flooring of the shining, which is hilarious. <laughs> and then they also had Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons style, yeah. like, with D20s and stuff on it. Yeah. Geek wrapping paper. That was hilarious. I'll go ahead and talk about the game. I don't remember what it was called, but... It's essentially a shooting gallery. You have mm-hmm. these big boxes, which are are, are different buildings. Yeah. You have the, the okay. I'll admit, think of, think of the the thing. Twelve had the second largest meeples in the game. Yeah. In the show, these guys had the biggest, and these are basically, you know, half a zombies of people's colors, basically. Yeah. So you're basically red, blue, mm-hmm. uh, yellow, green type stuff. That's right. So they're they're placed out, and you're shooting them with rubber bands. And I think you kind of looked at me weird, like what. But I was I was a little out of it, and you're like, "All right, try shooting it." And I just wrap it around my finger like a gun. Yeah, yeah, no, like, no. 
Troy did the same thing. I was just like, I was just wondering. Like, like of course we would know yeah. how to do that, right? And so, like, you end up shooting one of the guys. They knock over. You don't want to hit your own color because yeah. it's negative points. But you're straight up, like, it's a shooting gallery. And it, it's and ridiculous. And it's also, like, 3D. So you have, like, your characters behind the first level, second level, third yep. level. One's in, like, a window or something like that. So it's uh-huh. kind of probably going to be easier to knock off because it's higher in a window. Right. But, yeah, no, it's, it was great. I don't know what the price point of that would be, but it looked fun. My only issue is with the rubber bands, you have to make sure you have, like, multiples of colors because right. eventually they're going to break. Yeah, eventually they will. Yeah, so that's a shame. But Shenanigans galore. Right, but go ahead exactly. to your underdog games. Okay, so underdog games. They're the makers of um, trekking, through, trekking Through the oh, USA, yeah, 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 Trekking yeah. Through the World, and, and they were showing off Trekking Through History, which they just finished on Kickstarter. Looks awesome. It's a completely different system. Mm-hmm. I love the timing. Um, I did confirm it because I wanted to make sure. Um, it uses something similar to um, that Uwe Rosenberg game. Uh, Luna Luna Nova. Luna Nova, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where whoever's farthest back gets to jump ahead. They take the uh, same with like patchwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whoever's furthest back takes the next turn and they use a number of time units and stuff. But okay. this you're completing different things in history. Amazing artwork. Gorgeous production, and one thing that I that I really like what they're doing, they started hiring mainly female designers and and female staff, and you got you they were taking submissions, but they focused on getting female, or advocating for females. Yeah, and they actually grow that hobby. Yeah, exactly, and and why not, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlie Bink, uh, who I think is the owner of it. Seems like a really cool guy. Yeah. I've seen a documentary with him in it. It was like making games and stuff, and it had him on it. And he just seems like a genuine cool person. a documentary about making games. Really good documentary. Um, But what was cool is that most recently they sent out a thing on their Kickstarter for the backers to vote on what the next game is going to be. That's cool. So they're putting it in the hands. Like, apparently they already have submissions. So uh, next one we want to talk about, and I know you definitely (laughs) want to talk about Mainly because of the popcorn, right? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the the popcorn popcorn was amazing. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, So the next one on our list here is Van Ryder Games. Uh, Shock, I'm a horror fan. I love horror theme. And they made the Final Girl series, which is very, very intriguing. Uh, So it's based off like Final Girl movies. You think like uh, slasher flicks and stuff like that. Yep. And it's a plug-and-play system, so you get a core box, and then you can sh- pick and choose which one you want. Very expensive for a solo play. It's it's based on a reskin of Hostage Negotiator, but it also they also had a Hostage Negotiator there and showing that off. Yes. They gave away a free popcorn game, which is basically zombie dice in essence. In a way, It's yeah. a push-your-luck game. You're rolling dice. If you get the perfect pop, which is all the dice on the white side, basically popcorn, because it comes in a little popcorn case. Mm-hmm. If you get all the dice uh, at white, you win, basically. Yeah. Uh, but you're, you got burnt side popcorn on pop popcorn. And so it's a push-your-luck yeah, aspect hurdles. where you're trying to uh, get the perfect bowl. It looked intriguing, but I, I haven't even played it. Have you tried it? I haven't tried it yet. Uh, but, yeah, they were showing Final Girl. They were showing another game that looked intriguing. Uh, one of the people there at the booth took all the photos on it, and it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And yes. they were saying, like, it's... Oh, uh, keepsakes? Is yeah, something like that. It? And it's supposed to come out around summer, so keep an eye on that. Stunning but the, the photos are great. But it plays a lot like um, uh, the one that you don't like, the Spiel winner, uh, Mr. Ames' predecessor. Uh, Dixit. Dixit. 
So, but what's intriguing about this is not only are you bidding which one you think looks the most like the code word, you're also, uh, you could also bid on the one that you think least looks like the code word. And so Ooh. you're still scoring either way, possibly, depending, I don't know full rules, but when he was explaining that, just the artwork alone was great. Yes, and it's then, worth it for the art. Yeah, and then I, I know you don't like Dixit, but I like the fact that you have a double chance to get points yes. and get into the game that's mm -hmm. intriguing to me and i want to try that i enjoy dixit so this is intriguing to me as well so yeah fan writer games the what is it the the final girl looks good hostage that negotiator looks so pretty good, good. Yeah. yeah to the point where it's like i was telling your boss about it and he's like yeah that probably would sell in the store probably the yeah. only the only issue i'd have with that is because it's solo it's yes. only a one-player game which i mean it it's sellable like we yeah we we have the graphic novel adventures which they also publish yeah and yeah. and those have sold from time to time you know yeah. it's not the fastest sell compared to a lot of things but and honestly you, the way you can sell it like uh, for final girl is just get the core box and pick which movies you want because each core or each movie basically has two uh, final girls in it mm -hmm. so flip and then if you get multiples, you can use the final girls from each of those box or the monsters. So you can have like the poltergeist girl fighting the the uh, bloody cabin monster and stuff like that. So each of them play differently. They have different abilities. It looked really good. I can't wait to get mine. Yeah, most certainly. I can't wait for you to get yours too because I'm going to borrow it. Uh, Weird Giraffe Games. We got a we got a chance to meet the owner of it, uh, mm -hmm. Carla Cop. Nice. Very very, very person. Yeah. Very good person. Um, very very kind. I. One thing about her games, like, so they print uh, Fire in the Library, um, Big Easy Busking, mm -hmm. a few other different titles. Fire like that. in the Library looks really good. Yeah, I'll have to bring my copy over. Yeah. I actually, that's one of the few I own. But Big Easy Busking. Oh, like, that, that one looks good. The jazz mind. one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one looks good. I love that idea. And they're, what I like about them is that they produce games that are definitely not normal themes that, like, you know, the same old Marvel or whatever themes, zombies or whatever. They like to go a very different style. But um, one thing that I I love Easter eggs in games, mm -hmm. and Carla pointed out to us is that she finds a way to to maneuver a rainbow into every one of her games. Yep, somehow, and so <laughs> she was showing us a few of the examples. And it's just if you have any of her games, go find out. Like, yeah, she's really out. good. Uh, she's uh, she was a sweet girl we talked to. Yeah, and then weird games. Why is that weird? No, it's uh, they were a miniature um, company for the longest time, mm -hmm. but they have a hot game out right now, and I finally am going to be getting it soon. It, I think it just I pre-ordered it, and I think it's getting ready to ship. It's coming in soon, and that is Vagrant Song. Yes. Oh, it looks so good. Honestly, I've noticed one thing about Gamma. Acrylic is the new Meeple, or yes. is the new Mini, because mm -hmm. uh, Sorcerer's Arena is acrylic pieces. Yep. Uh, Vagrant Song has it. There's a couple other games out there that was the, the acrylic pieces. Looks so good. Yeah. Uh, the artwork is amazing. You're basically playing different scenarios on a train. You're trying to survive like the ghost. Uh, you're on a ghost train. You're trying to survive that. It looks really good. It's based on like 90, like a roll, side scroller, like the 1920 cartoon style. Like uh, a lot of people say Cuphead. It's based on the same art style, but it doesn't play as different. Yeah, it's very different. Oh my god, it looks really good. I'm finally getting a copy. They were showing it off there, and you and me were just drooling over it. We were. It looks really, really solid. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to try it. Yeah, I'm. I'm Hopefully, I'm, I'll be part of that group. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. 
it's a campaign game, so you can pick and choose. Like, I can play uh, certain right. with you and certain with other people, but I don't know if my other game group would really get into it. So, right, yeah, but it makes it's, sense. It looks really good. So then that was that was it for the exhibit hall. Much longer day on Thursday. It was from nine to six o'clock. Yeah, so we spent a lot of your boss's money. Yep, yep, that's right. Um, no, just fantastic things. A lot of stuff to see. We still didn't see it all technically, yeah. but you know, it's that's fine. Got a lot of demo years. copies because we just talked to people like, hey, this looks interesting. All right, here you go. Yep. yep. Uh, got ourselves some cop freak stuff too. So yeah. yeah, we even bought some stuff too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then let's talk about the days after. So there cool. was, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time with Thing 12. Also amazing people, talking to a lot of people. Um, I'm Some people I met that I had never really spoken to before. Uh, some quick shout outs. Let's see here. AJ, Van Ryder. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, awesome yeah. guy. Really fun dude. Um Got to meet a few people from Amigo. Haba. I never met before. Haba that I'd never met before. We got to talk to the the head of Renegade Games. He seems really yeah, nice. Yeah, Scott Keita. He yeah. looks, he's really cool. Um, Yeah, just very friendly people. You got to meet uh, Eric Lang. Eric Lang, yeah. Uh, got to make some friends jealous. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and say uh, So, <laughs> it's funny. We were, it was the first game night. We were hanging up there. I'm like, oh, look, it's Eric Lang. I'll go say hi and tell him. And so, I was talking to him a little bit. I'm like, yeah, my buddy's going to be, like, really jealous because he loves your games. I love your games, but he's, like, a bigger <clears throat> fanboy than I am. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. So, I'm just going to tell him, like, I got to meet Eric Lang. He's like, you know what really make your friend jealous? I'm like, what's that? Uh, we'll take a selfie together. And so I sure enough, he took a selfie with me and nicest guy out there. I love yeah. what he's doing for the board gaming hobby. Absolutely. Uh, get out there and to be inclusion. more inclusive. Yep. Yeah. Um, does really great games as well. And he's just a nice guy to talk to. <laughs> he's tall. He's a big guy. Yeah. I'm six foot. And he was towering over me. He had to bend down, uh, around me. Selfie. Yeah. Yeah. We both had our mask on. So you kind of, you could tell it's Eric Lane. Yeah, but yeah, he's a nice guy. Uh, we were sitting there; he was drinking some wine. I just gotten a beer or something like that because I beat you at Llama Dice, and they gave me a card to get free beer. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, why not? Right? Yeah, it, it, nice guy. I uh, had a great time with him. Uh, who else did we uh, hang out with? Kurt Covert was nice, and uh -huh. Fireside Games was really good. Anne Marie and mm -hmm. Justin Dewitt. We talked about it all in the last podcast, but they're right. some of the nicest people. Yeah. Meeting some really nice people from Japanime uh, Games. Uh, Japanime, yeah, yeah. They were really cool. Uh, uh, John Wood? Is his... John Wood, yep. Yeah, he was a nice guy to hang out with. Um, we got to hang out with... And I and I and forgive me, I don't remember a lot of their names, but I met a lot of uh, up-and-coming designers there, mm -hmm. too. Um, and they were all really, really pleasant people. Uh, we also met a, a, a young lady that was working with uh, someone from Dice Tower Now. Corey. Oh, yeah. Um, she was really cool. Maggie, yeah, yeah, Maggie. She was a really cool person. We wanted to give her a shout out. Mm -hmm. um, really nice to talk to. <laughs> that was the late night, too. Yep. You were showing off some up. of your designs, and people were. She was like really getting into that game. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, cool. was, it was making me parts. laugh. And uh, thing 12, I gotta say, uh, the Sean's were really cool to hang out with. I like the fact that you were playing different games, and Sean's like, No, oh, I don't want <laughs> this. I'm so, <laughs> I gotta do all this. I need still. to focus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it it was such a cool outlook on yeah. it, and just everybody we we hung out with was just genuine fun people. Um, were you sad to leave uh, on Friday morning? No, no, no. I, I as as much fun as I had, and I had a great time. I met some really cool people. I miss my wife. I was ready to go Absolutely. back. Uh, I had a good time. I enjoyed the travel back more so because it was just on a high. We were driving back. 
my body was not happy to be back in the car after not no. resting at all the entire time. We were no. on our feet the whole time, the, pretty much. The entire way up there, we were wide awake, no yeah. problem. On the way back, we took we were taking naps and yeah. trading off. Yeah. Because we were both hurting. Well, you were really hurting. So, like, I was listening to my book on the way back. Uh, we stopped at the Alien one, Alien 51 Center. Area 51. Area 51 Alien Center. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, something like that. That was silly. Yeah, the, the cafe. Yeah, bought some souvenirs for family members. Mm-hmm. Got gas, which really Stop, expensive. Got, in, got a root beer float. Yeah, yeah. We stopped in t- uh, Tonopa. Tonopa got root beer float, which because we love A and W root beer floats, but we don't have one out here anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, we saw that. And like, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so right. we got that. Uh, the drive back to Vegas wasn't that bad. We, it was funny because we were thinking about going to see a show in Vegas. We went to Meepleville and we we're like, we're done. Yeah, so let's talk about Meepleville. So yeah. Meepleville is a is a cafe in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, it really cool. They have a meeple shaped door. All of the employees that were there were really kind. Yeah. Um, food was decent. Yeah, you know? it's not bad. Um, all day, ten bucks. You gotta play games all day. Their Shirley Temples was delicious. Their Shirley Temples were really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I got to show you. We played like Aqualand. Aqualand. We also and got then I play, got to show you Hanamakoji, which was a great game. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you liked that one because I really think that it was right up your alley. Yeah, it's really smart, and you destroyed me. <laughs> yeah, because you're like it plays uh, about one, maybe two rounds. Uh, it's very rare that it finishes in one round, and then boom, I finished it in the first round. Yeah, and you destroyed me. <laughs> And then, but we didn't stick around too long. Yeah, because um, well, we were tired. We walked the strip for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I had a good time there. Stayed at the same hotel. Still silly. Um, the room was better than because the, they yeah. actually put us in a non-smoking right. room. Exactly. Uh, you uh, had a joke at my expense with the <laughs> the the nighttime clerk. Yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah. Well, they asked if there was any animals in the room. And so, of course, I, I threw to... him under the bus. I had to. I was like, unless you count this he, guy. He had to run in real quick to use the restroom. <laughs> so I'm getting the stuff into the thing. And so he's checking in while I'm dragging his and my suitcase right. into the the area. And she's just like, perfect time. He's like, any animals to declare unless you count this guy. And I'm walking up. I'm like, what the heck's going on? What the <laughs> Yeah, we at least if nothing else, we gave the clerk like a good laugh. Yeah, she, like, was, she was having a good time. And then we got up to our room. Crashed. Crashed hard. Well, you did. I didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. I, and I was trying to get you to go leave early. We didn't even get out of there till almost seven. seven. Yeah. Seven. And We're so, trying to leave earlier than that. Actually, it was six when we finally left, or 6.30, because it was seven o'clock our time. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I I was trying to get you up like at five this way. It's six o'clock our time to get going. And I'm like, dude, I'll drive the first leg. I, and you did. I'm, I'm used to being an insomniac, so I'm used to... Right. Uh, uh, getting on, and I'm sleep. normally pretty good about it too. Yeah. But I was passing. You out were hurting, really yeah, yeah. And I drove all the way through Phoenix, and then you took over. Yep, and then I took it over from there. We didn't really stop anything. Nothing too exciting from there. Well, we stopped at the the thing. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah, we, I we were both at that time. We were both ready we were to done. Go home. We yeah. were very done. Yeah, I know. It was literally like as soon as we got to the, as soon as we got. Back to your house because I dropped you off first because mm-hmm. you took my vehicle. Yeah. Um. You saw your wife. You guys both gave each other a magical look. I was like, get out of here. Come on now. And then, well, it was perfect timing because she had just gone to go get herself right. dinner and she pulled up right <laughs> when we pulled up. That's right. I'm like, oh, I guess either my wife pulled her car in the garage or she went to go get her food. And you're like, no, she's right behind us. Yep. <laughs> and and the lucky thing is, right, the very next day you had to work and I'm still recovering. Yeah. 
I, I literally went back to work the next day, and that was the longest day I've worked this week. We, I didn't get off. I got, well, I went in at seven, got off at six. That's right. It was like I'm hurting, but we got the job done. And then yesterday exactly. was nice, and today was not that bad. I had to go to dimming though. Like I told you, I'm like I'm gonna make this drive again, and my back is gonna be killing me. Oh, so. I have to go to Phoenix on Friday, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. How many days did you have in between the trips? I was in the car on Sunday too, for like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I was in a truck for. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, you win. I'm sorry. You I won was, the pity party. I literally went straight back to work. I didn't even have a break. You got to come home and you're on spring break. Yeah, that's true. This is very true. <laughs> but either way, hopefully, if nothing else, we, we hope you guys enjoyed our little anecdotes. But more so, we hope that you were able to get some good uh, coverage from Gamma, the trade yeah, yeah. show. Learn a lot of new stuff. Um, there was There's by far more announcements than we would ever be able to cover in like five episodes. But these are what we remember off top of our head, which is quite a bit, with all things considered. Once again, if you haven't checked out last episode, do so. But then this episode is our final wrap-up of it. Next week, we'll be doing our 2022 anticipated games, thanks to Gamma. So, I have to say, I I have a bone to pick. Dice Tower always did their anticipated games in January. We always decided to do it after Gamma, because that's when all the stuff gets announced. Guess what they just did? Yeah, I know. I saw. I'm going to listen to theirs later. Yeah. So am I. I'm like, God, really? Come on, Dice Tower. Come on. I'll tell you, it's the second time this has happened to us. But, I mean, it's it's a common thing. And honestly, yeah, it makes, makes sense. sense to do it at Gamma. Yep. After Absolutely. Gamma happens, yeah. So. so we want to thank everybody who tuned in, especially those of you who are in the long haul and join us in chat. If you ever want to join us on a live episode filming and join in on the conversation, Tune in to twitch.tv slash everyday board games. As well as you can find us on all video reuploads on YouTube at Everyday Board Games 2020. If you like what we do there, there are three things you can do to help us grow on the platform. Subscribe if you're not. Like the video and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Podbean. And if you ever want to say hi to us directly, enter in a contest in future events, or even give us ideas or comments for episodes we've already done, mm-hmm. email us at everyday twenty everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. As well as you can also get in contact with us as our Twitter account, at EBG Podcast, and give us a follow. And we want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And I'm going to go rest my voice. Thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming.